Dr. Sebo Lubelwan, a gynecologist, joins us again on this series on women's health. On this episode, we talk about something very emotional. We talk about miscarriage and stillbirth. My name is Nongleabo Vukile McKenzie. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Dr. Sebo, thank you again for, for joining us to look at this very important journey in a woman's life, planning for your pregnancy, getting pregnant. We've talked about, you know, healing postpartum. But there's something that we generally don't speak about. We'll rush through it. It's an experience that a person had. It's something that happened um, when you do not have a positive outcome to your pregnancy, whether you carry to term and, you know, then things change at the very end or you don't carry to term and a lot of people will seek explanation why did it happen why did and a lot of people feel isolated also in that and a lot of people feel like failures um so let's talk about that let's let's talk about miscarriage let's talk about stillbirths Mm. thank you again for having me um it's one of those not nice topics to Mm. talk about Mm. but unfortunately it's something that does happen mm-hmm. and it happens to a whole lot more women than we realize mm-hmm. um, a lot of people say that they only realize how many people have had a miscarriage after they open up about the experience that they had mm-hmm. you know they'll be saying oh, I'm given a miscarriage and then suddenly in the, a room full of five women three at least of those who will say, I've also had a miscarriage, I've also had a mm-hmm. miscarriage, you know, because we all just sit in our corners and uh, go through our experience and you just think it's only happened to me mm-hmm. at that time, mm-hmm. Gandhi. When you open up about it, you actually realize that it's happened to so many other people. Mm-hmm. Not that it makes it um, like belittles the experience that mm-hmm. a lot of people have experienced it. Mm-hmm. But it gives comfort um, to know that some people have overcome it and um, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just gives that avenue um, of knowing that you can go through your experience with someone mm-hmm. and maybe share notes, maybe this is how they coped mm-hmm. or this is um, what they did for them to get uh, uh, over the whole mm-hmm. um, loss at that time. And I'll, I'll, I'm a miscarriage, I always say I like to, to call them um, pregnancy loss because I think sometimes when we just call it miscarriage, it's, um, I don't know, the, the meaning mm. It sort of cha- changes it like you you didn't carry well or mm. something. But when when we call it um, a pregnancy loss, that, mm-hmm. that's really what it was. Mm-hmm. Some pregnancy losses can be early, some can be later, mm. um, or they uh, 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 the babies can be stillborn. So you carry to um, above twenty eight weeks, mm-hmm. uh, which is seven months, and then mm-hmm. that's a, then by stillborn. Mm-hmm. So uh, people will say um, in in strange attempts to comfort, they will say, "I at, at least benga kabi umuntu soge wamkona o." Like okay, um, 
they, they, they were still real yeah. to me, you know, mm-hmm. um, or somebody who maybe lost their pregnancy at five months mm-hmm. will, and maybe you, you, you lost your, your pregnancy at a few weeks. Mm-hmm. At least about to be being a born, I come to Buzai, which wins again. And, you know, somebody who has had a stillbirth, it, it will, it will be, how, oh, God, and then there's nothing, mm-hmm. you know, there's like a loss for mm-hmm. words. And when it's a, a child, I mean, this is outside of the, the realm of our discussion, but if it's a child, whether it, you know, it's sudden infant death or, or whatever that happens mm-hmm. to a child, then it will be, how, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you look at the different responses mm-hmm. depending on the stage it's almost if you've lost um a fetus that you know wasn't you know identifiable with fingers and toes then you shouldn't really feel yeah you know mm-hmm. then if if there were hands and feet and and a head oh it was almost bad but not as bad yeah. as if you know yeah. and yeah. you know you you deserve the sympathy depending yeah. on how long you yeah. carried yeah no absolutely a loss is a loss mm-hmm. um regardless of whether so whenever you want to say at least then that's something you shouldn't say probably mm-hmm. so just stop mm-hmm. right there and these are things that we grew up hearing so we also think we don't think about it mm-hmm. who's going through it mm-hmm. so it, you know it's it's and you know what mm-hmm. think about um into before we shoot is a at least but i mean you're still grieving this one mm-hmm. right now so yes probably you will think about next time mm-hmm. but right now mm-hmm. you're still grieving mm-hmm. so this is where you are so I always say um, as much as possible just just be there for the person mm-hmm. say less mm-hmm. you don't have to say anything mm-hmm. even um because I think sometimes when we're trying and it's Mm-hmm. But we just need to think about our words to the hearer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if we look at it in terms of what happens to your actual body, because the, the body, the minute you fall pregnant, your body starts preparing itself for mm-hmm. carrying mm-hmm. this life. So, what, what should one anticipate the same change? Let's, let's say you miscarry at five months. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the hormones the the emotions the, the, the everything how does one cope with that mm-hmm. afterwards yeah yeah so um the changes that will happen because it's like you will deliver five months you will mm-hmm. actually deliver and um the changes will be similar Mm-hmm. Because I'm a hormones na corner. No matter being a gabi maximal, but mm-hmm. they were already mm-hmm. on their way there. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever you go through will be the same as a person who has delivered. And uh, I've written something on this, partly because I also went through it. Mm-hmm. I had a miscarriage at at 21 weeks, mm-hmm. and. One of the things that my doctor forgot to take care of was uksapressa ubis. So now when I went home oh. and I had the experience, it just triggered 
that whole thing all over again because the body doesn't know what the body knows what you want to deliver and then what's next is you start milk production so when I had that experience it was you know traumatic and it's a physiological thing so the body just does it automatically you know so those bodily changes will happen and the emotions also you're mourning the loss mm-hmm. secondly you're at a time where it's just an emotional postpartum period as well mm-hmm. so um as i was writing this paper i actually was triggered to just do research on indoyama um amaliv whether women qualify because i really think women should qualify for you know a full period not maybe not full full but like a prolonged period where it's not just like two weeks that you are able to go off but you should go off for longer because you've just delivered physiologically your body has delivered it's gone through the same process as a person who has done it at um uh, 38 weeks you know and the emotional changes may be the same as well and and there may be even an additional one which is the morning you know that's the whole argument though about um maternity leave we people need to understand that it's not leave it i don't think leave should be even at the end of yeah. it because it's not enough time yeah. to adjust to being yeah. a mother no 3 months is not, not enough sure. time Mm. because th- for the first 3 months a lot of babies aren't sleeping through the night mm. and and, mm. now, and then to to be in a position because you have to sustain yourself economically mm. to then go full swing yeah. into a yeah. normal yeah. 8 to 5 yeah. job yeah. and then she's back from leave yeah. no, it wasn't leave that's over true. and above that you are nursing a human being mm-hmm. while you yourself yes. are in recovery yeah. Yeah. post yeah yeah, yeah. post a very physiologically demanding Mind thing yeah. plus also as you were saying when you are breastfeeding whether it is if you choose to breastfeed mm. or if that's just your, your preferred method regardless of how many times you're doing it mm. if you are breastfeeding 3 times a day or if you're breastfeeding 10 times a day mm. you are exercising 10 yeah. times a day yeah. or you're exercising 3 times a day it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a very yeah. involved process mm. Mm. before because the baby's cranky mm. then you're feeding them and then you've got to soothe them thereafter it is very involved mm. now imagine those two running in parallel yeah. it's very demanding mm. now even if you isolate the one of looking after the child um because the child is not physically yeah. there yeah. but in your body the child was there so your mm. body needs to recover yes. but now you're also going through a bereavement yeah, yeah so yeah. I, i you know i fully agree with mm. you but i disagree in just yeah. a little bit longer yeah. i yeah. think it should be six months <laughs> i think we should be advocating yeah. for about six yeah. months yeah, because for sure. you you grieve eternally mm. whether regardless of whether it was mm. a baby or if yeah. it was your dad or yeah. if it was your granddad if yes. it was your sister you will grieve yeah. eternally absolutely but you haven't carried your father in your stomach mm. so you're not carrying mm. the memory of that in your body mm. so you're mm. carrying that and your body's reading to breastfeed yeah. this person yeah. it's a yeah. lot yeah yeah no it's a lot so just talk to your doctor as well about what to expect so that you know sometimes doctors are busy and i don't i'm not like saying it was I, i'm not holding it against her mm. you know i know the life we live probably i've forgotten but through my experience even my students they know that breast milk suppression is one of those things that i always make sure any woman who has had a loss mm. that's the first thing that you do mm-hmm. breast milk suppression 
Um, so just speak to your doctor about what can I expect to happen. It will be a trigger as well mm -hmm. because sometimes we can get so busy. Probably namge kumbula because I went through it, so mm -hmm. I don't want another person to mm -hmm. just go through that experience. And um, y you know, when do I go back on um, my period? When is a safe time to start um, exercising again, mm -hmm. sexual intercourse, and mm -hmm. all that? Talk to your doctor about all of those things because for some people, because of the condition that they've had, it mm -hmm. may. Uh, you know, there may need to be limitations here and there or mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in terms of conceiving again, let's say it, 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 it just happened and your doctor says, oh no, you are actually in good health. Um, is there a recommended time period? Let's say you miscarried or you had a pregnancy loss mm. at six weeks compared to a pregnancy loss at 21 weeks mm. compared to an even later pregnancy. Do you have a recommended period? Because somebody might say, oh, it was just like you had a, a heavy period. I mean, it was just a six weeks. You know, it was a, it was a blood clot. People mm. being sensitive and say things like that. Mm. Um, you know, and then it's almost like, oh, you can resume mm. intercourse immediately and you can, you know, conceive mm. immediately. Mm. This is what people would say. Mm. But mm. medically. Mm. Mm. So what we recommend is when the couple is ready, basically. Mm -hmm. So once the couple has um, grieved this loss and gone through the whole process and they've come over, they've overcome this, um, the loss of this pregnancy mm -hmm. and they feel ready to go back mm -hmm. and, you know, you can't measure how mm -hmm. long people know themselves mm -hmm. when they are ready. Mm -hmm. So it's up to the couple really to mm -hmm. know when they are physically ready. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's if you've just had one miscarriage and there was no um, uh, other underlying issue. If, been an under, if there's been an underlying issue though, you need to just make sure that you go for your repeat visits. Mm -hmm. um, if the doctor needs to do some investigations before you fall pregnant again, usually we will do them outside of the puparium or the postpartum um, uh, phase. Mm -hmm. So outside of the six weeks. Mm -hmm. So we need to wait six weeks um, and then we start the investigations um, and then we take it from there. That's if you've had a mid-trimester um, miscarriage mm -hmm. um, or if you've had repeated miscarriages, mm -hmm. then we need to investigate before you fall pregnant again so that it doesn't happen again. If there's something we need to give you or to put you on before you fall pregnant, then we, it gives us the opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. If there's been an underlying um, uh, uh, sickness or underlying condition mm -hmm. that you also need to be on specific medication either before you fall pregnant or mm -hmm. after you know you will be told mm -hmm. um, but you will be prepared to say um, as soon as you miss your period you must go and see your doctor mm -hmm. so that we make sure um, that you know some losses are because it's an ectopic that's a loss as mm -hmm. well sometimes people forget about the ectopic pregnancy mm -hmm. Um, as a loss. So if you've had one ectopic, there's a high chance you'll have it again. So that's why we always say the moment you miss a period, you must come to us so that we'll make sure it's an intrauterine pregnancy and not mm -hmm. an ectopic again. Purely because if we find it's another ectopic, there are other ways of trying to manage it mm -hmm. um, without taking you to theater. Because if we take you to theater, that means chances are you'll have, you'll lose the other tube and then 
if you've lost both tubes, then, you know. So mm -hmm. if we wait for the tube to rupture, then it will be um, a complication mm -hmm. for you and it will mean probably you can't um, have children again. So that's why we always say if you've had an ectopic, come and see us at the, the moment you realize you're pregnant, when you miss your period, mm -hmm. so that we can make sure it's an intrauterine pregnancy. Mm -hmm. If not, then we can see if you do um, sort of qualify for the other methods of treatment. I can't go into the mm. qualification process, but um, there are certain uh, sort of guidelines that we need to follow. Mm -hmm. And then if you meet that criteria, then at least we can save the tube and treat you medically. Mm -hmm. And just in, in closing, would you suggest considering, you know, the, the impact and the effect that it has? Because I mean, as you rightfully said, the word miscarriage personalizes it a lot. It's like, I failed to carry, my body didn't carry this properly, my body didn't nurture this properly. Would you recommend, just based on, as you say, people are different, but based on how a, a person could potentially view this, especially if it's repeated, as a failing on their part, you know, uh, feeling disconnected from their body, can I trust my body, can I trust myself, would you recommend that anybody who's had a, um, a pregnancy loss, regardless of term, that they seek professional help? Mm, no, definitely. Mm -hmm. Particularly when it's happened more than once, because mm -hmm. we, we always say every woman is allowed to have at least one miscarriage because it's so common. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, if it's one, you're allowed. Mm -hmm. But if it's two, now the, the, we start to think, okay, maybe there is something. So um, we follow different guidelines. The American um, uh, College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, from two miscarriages, you start investigating. Mm -hmm. The Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, which is the British, which is the one that we generally are in line with. They say three miscarriages and you start investigating. But I think we always say that, you know, we don't always agree with the Americans, but they are right on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't wait until you suffer a third miscarriage before mm -hmm. you investigate uh, what actually is going on. Because mm -hmm. sometimes a person may need a certain particular intervention just mm -hmm. to help her carry through, mm -hmm. you know, and why wait until she suffers a third loss mm -hmm. uh, before you actually start investigating. So if you've had uh, a loss, please, you do see your gynecologist mm -hmm. and if emotionally you're not coping as well, if there's an element of self-blame as well, do see a psychologist or seek some sort of emotional help, a spiritual person who can help you through so you understand that it, I mean, it was beyond you. If you didn't induce the termination yourself, mm -hmm. so it was beyond you. It wasn't your fault, of course. Dr. Sibu, thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>